superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Herman, the righty, deals to the plate. Ground ball to third. Donaldson has it. Throws to first. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He's just so fun to watch at his craft. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. Packers linebacker, Rashawn Gary. Legendary broadcaster, Bob Costas. Coming up, actor Travis Van Winkle. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yep, 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 yep. Welcome to this third hour of this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. The funny, interesting, engaging Netflix show FUBAR with a second season already ordered up by that streamer. By the way, you could see it right here on Roku. Um, The actor Travis Van Winkle will be here in studio. Lots of Arnie stories, I'm sure. Um, And um, it'll be a fun conversation when he joins us in about 20 minutes time. Heads up, that's going to be a tough two shot for you. Oh, Oh, I'm aware of that. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah. Uh, I have (laughs) eyes, Chris. Yeah, no, I understand. They work. (laughs) Hey, Rich, this is prepping you. I survived the Richson. I was just, uh, the uh, Rich, Richson Yalta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other day. <laughs> where he said he could take everyone from Fast X. Yeah, you like, no, sitting next no to me. Irony. Yeah. By the way, Sal, I'm all right. Okay. Hey, Rich, there's a lead that I don't want to be get buried here. Right before we went to break, before yes, sir. Mike did the, the gun, what's your nuts drop? You mentioned that your show hosting yesterday was the equivalent of a perfect game. I, and so. I, I need I need yeah. I need more on that, man. Like like yeah, I don't describe know. that to I us. woke up dangerous. I completed the mission. Um I thought I, I didn't make any mistakes. I don't think there was any marks on the sheet. Okay. So I just didn't want to leave that, you know, hanging like that without we, there was once upon a time a uh, a Sports Center commercial about um, a perfect show, Dan, right? D- per, yeah, Dan and and, Ke- and Ken- yeah, Kenny yeah, was going yeah, through yeah, a perfect yeah. show, or Dan was going through a perfect Nobody show. Nobody was talking to and, them, right? And no one in the control room was doing it, you, you know. And um, I do believe the story behind that is that that was a rewrite on the fly because David Wells, who was supposed to be in that commercial, never made it in his car to get up to Connecticut. <laughs> So, because that was done in the late 90s after David Wells threw a perfect game for the Yankees. And, um, you know, I believe that was the commercial back in the day. And that might have been a germ plant, a seed planted in my head that just popped out by saying I had the perfect show yesterday. (laughs) 
That might be a, oh, a yeah. sports so, so it's Dan watch. It's Dan and Kenny. Dan has a perfect show going. All the cameramen are just kind of looking around. Yeah, they're trying they to. They don't want to look at him. Right. <laughs> Kenny's got his jacket over his head. Yes. In between commercials. Yes. Yeah, pretty funny. Right. And Stu's again, do, Stu's doing the narration. That was apparently not the initial commercial. It was like, what are we going to do? It's a funny script. And David Wells was maybe supposed to be in the control room as opposed to an umpire or something like that. Isn't that the payoff? Is that there was somebody in the control room that uh, was. Um, I forget what the payoff was. The double negative is what the, is 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 what cost Dan his perfect show. <laughs> the double negative. <laughs> Those were great commercials back in the day. They were really. I good. remember my first day of work. Well done. My first day of was it was it my first? Hold on a second. I'm trying to remember if this is a false memory or not. I believe it was either my first day of work, or it was the day I was there to chat with Keith Olbermann as a recent graduate of Northwestern's Miss Dill School of Journalism, and I got a chance to chat with Keith. I think that's what it was, because on my, my summer internship at CBS News, Keith was in the Fantasy League with the executive producer of the CBS Evening News, Eric Sorensen, and um, I was the intern on the desk that had to photocopy the weekly fantasy baseball reports. If you remember, <laughs> you would get a, a report once a week. You couldn't in real time back in the yeah, mid nineties get it was not that like some there was no website to compile it yeah, in real time. Yeah. So you would then get the report a week later and see who's in first place and not. Yeah, and I had to I, he would receive the report, I would photocopy it. <laughs> And then fax it to different people, including <laughs> Keith. Oh, God. Yep. And I noticed thing. Keith's name on there. And at the end of the year, at the end of the summer, you know, Eric Sorensen watched my tape that I had just put together um, after Northwestern. That's what it was. And um, after Northwestern, and I asked him, you know, hey, is it possible for me to get a meeting with Keith, con connected with Keith? And he did. <laughs> and then I went up there. Uh, to go um, visit him, I think, in 94. Oh, it was it, I, the day I went up there was the day that uh, Cordell game. Cordell yeah. threw it to Westbrook to beat Michigan. Okay. And I anyway. wished, I'm like, I, would I had a dream come true to be at ESPN. And then I wished I wasn't in a spot where I couldn't turn a television off. It was like everywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so oh. I don't think it was that day. Then I think it was the first day of work. They shot the commercial, the. Um, the We Are the World spoof, Don't Walk. Mm. Remember that Sports Center commercial? I remember the We Are the World. Where they were all one. singing Don't Walk mm. about traveling. That was, <laughs> that was, you know. They were so good. No traveling. And they, they, everybody would sing the song Don't Walk like it was We Are the World. And it was like, <laughs> it was like Charlie Steiner, Dan, Keith, Craig Kilborn, Linda Cohn, this mascot, that mascot, all singing Don't Walk. I remember thinking to myself, that's a sports center commercial I wish I could be in. Oh, yeah. It took me a while to get in one. So, Do you still have your old tapes? Old tapes for what? The little tapes you would send in. I just made a DVD for Oh, that's right. You did. Did you just really, though? Did you say <laughs> you were doing it? Did you I make? gave it to you. Oh, I don't remember seeing it. I so it's my it original. My, yes, my original edition, the one that we had. I, I made copies. The the reel that got me on the Sports Center screen, the, the Sports Center radar.
from uh, from when I was working in Redding, California. I put my reel together. I got a high school football game on Boone Over. Yeah, I remember the, the two the two big like things that. that was on my reel from uh, from um, from my Redding, California um, KRCR television. Um, uh, resume reel. The two big things was one. I interviewed a bull yep. at a rodeo where the actual bull's owner was standing behind the camera to make sure the bull wasn't going to bum rush me from behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one. Another one is I did a feature. We got a call one day because it's beautiful Lake Shasta, Shasta oh, Lake. That's right there, right there uh, in Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a call that Tanya Harding was on a on a houseboat, <laughs> and my news director said, "Go, go up there." Go get that. And I, I'm Find like, her. okay. And I thought to myself, I'm in the car, in the news car with the, with the uh, <laughs> the logo of the station emblazoned on the side, so you knew who was on the scene. <laughs> I hopped in that white Ford es- Escort, and I got out. And I remember thinking to myself, "This is my big break." And I remember thinking to myself, wait a minute, how the hell am I going to find her on a houseboat in the middle of this massive lake? Mm -hmm. And I got up there and the person who was running the houseboats refused to let me know, confirm or deny that she was on there. So I remember I called up this, you know, called back to the office and the news director's like, I don't care. Just go. I'm like, can I rent you want me to rent a boat and go? Around the lake and search for her. Figure it out. And he goes, "Figure it out." I remember out, he's man. like, "I don't care. Use your use your imagination. Yeah. Figure, <laughs> figure like, it out." We're renting a speedboat, you know. And so I I then you know what I did is I I just went up to the houseboat renter and I'm like, "Can I just go on one?" And I did a feature about if she is in fact on the lake as we got, she would be in a houseboat just like this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I like plant. Did you have a I, cameraman? I, yeah. Okay. I planted a uh, uh, a stick into the drawer of one of the houseboat um, bedrooms and just busted out this massive stick. And you got all wide eyed and put it back and ran <laughs> off camera. <laughs> Stuff like that. I think that's on there. Did it air? Did it, of course I, it did. I only asked because. Oh, of course it did. I don't know. If, I, I edited it together, you know. That's what we use one man band operation. Man band, I believe it was I believe I did have a camera. Like we had yeah, one okay. person working camera. I have there. your highlight tape from those at home somewhere. Mm. Because we digitized all of that for an old episode of the podcast TV show probably <sighs> twelve years ago. Oof. How the hell did we get here? How did I get here? Uh, Please. Great, great question. All of us, I think. How do we get him on this subject? Oh yeah, from story. the perfect game. Yes, from that Sports Center commercial. Which had we've all had perfect careers. George Harrison and Lil Penny are in this "Don't Walk" video. Sports. Do you remember Center. that? What, what, what year? What year was Penny, that? Does, yes. that, does that? Does that have a year? Nineteen ninety-six. Okay, so that's that was the that was my first year at Lil Penny. At, my God. So it was the first day yeah. I went. To, I'm, I'm telling oh. you, I was 26 years old, fresh out of Redding, California. Showing up on, uh, I believe my first day of work was was Valentine's Day, February 14th. I show up in Bristol, Connecticut. I am walking through the ESPN newsroom my first day trying to find my... I can't even imagine. I don't even know where the hell wow. my cubicle was. And I yeah. walked into the newsroom and there was this massive sports center commercial set up with virtually every single person that I'd been watching on ESPN that were now instantly my colleagues all lined up in a way 
you know, singing Don't Walk, like Bill Pito singing Don't Walk. <laughs> and I remember just thinking to myself, God, what, what the hell is happening in my life? I remember. <laughs> and then my first Sports Center commercial came that fall when Kerry Strug came up. You remember oh, Kerry Strug? Yeah. And how Bella Caroli, like, you know, her picked her, her, her up and yeah, carried her after she hurt her ankle in yeah. the Olympics, in the 96 Summer Olympics. And um, she agreed to do a Sports Center commercial where, like, if you look that one up, I think Keith Olbermann has her in his arms and he passes her passes to her Steve Levy, who passes right. her to Gary Miller, who passes her to me, who passes her to Carl Ravitch, who passes her to the Michigan State Spartan mascot. And that's the end of the commercial. <laughs> yep. And uh, that was my first. I had no lines. I just carry. I just had Kerry Strug placed in my arms, and passed her off. Yeah, Keith. Keith passes her to you. Okay. And then yeah, you carry her. Gary starts. And then you give her to. I mean, this is quality. Is not yeah, no, it's, pr- it's probably pretty grainy. Keith is so tall compared to Carl Ravitch. Oh yeah, Ravi. And then I think it's Gary Miller. Is it Leaves? Big bag of leaves. Steve Levy. Rich, how fast did you do the first show? Uh, my first show was, I believe, March 17th of 1996. Oh, yeah, you pass off to Larry Beale. About Larry, a month, yeah. Lester Lawrence Beale, who I did my first sports center with, about a month. I did, I did observing. Yep. Was, you know, after me, I think Green, Greeny was the first person hired after me, or Chris McKendry was. And then, or Chris McKendry was hired before me, and Greeny was the one hired <laughs> after me. And, and I think he was the first one that they didn't put those new newbies if you will on sports and i threw them on espn news that had just been created that's right and um yeah so i got straight on oh, so, well i scared I mike can't. let me tell you a story <laughs> i love this don't be shy i believe my first sports center was the saturday of a round of 32 ncaa oh. tournament weekend okay so it's the round of 32, Oof. and I'm doing a 7 o'clock Eastern Sports Center. So do in your head how many games that played. were happening that had just finished, okay, on a Saturday. A ton of shot sheets there. A ton of shot sheets. Oh. I had about 13 or 14 highlights. Oh. And I, I had only the paperwork, meaning the shot sheets. There would be paperwork where you, they would describe shot by shot what you're going to see on tape. And – that's crucial if you haven't seen the actual highlight and you have to do it on the fly and you rely on the information in front of you and you assume it's edited in a way that the copy that's there to describe the highlight doesn't take too long and run into the next highlight. There's a lot of trust and a lot of back and forth and the production assistant who cuts it really you know, works so hard at it and relies on you as the anchor to execute it because their ability to get you know, a merit or uh, a kudo is based on how you read it. I didn't know that off the start. Okay. So I was just, my head was swimming and I had, I had only seen one of the dozen highlights that I was about to do. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking down to that studio with my dream about to come true. Like I was legitimately about to do sports center as a sports center anchor at age 26 I remember thinking to myself, I have two choices. I can just suck it up and do my best and let it tee and let it fly, or I can just pee down my leg. <laughs> and I think I did both. 
<laughs> and Larry Beal was sitting next to me, and I think I did one entire Knicks highlight in Marv Albert's voice. That was one of my things, too, in, in Reading, is I would do every New York highlight, right. Nick highlight in Marv Albert's voice. And, um, well, it's a good bit, a good bit. Uh, unless you do an entire 90-second highlight. Like, you don't moderate. Like, you don't talk in your own way. Right. And then you just throw in one of the highlights out of the six highlights in the single like long highlight. Like, mixing in a yes is fine. Uh, right, but not doing <laughs> the entire thing. And I remember uh, Larry Beal went on camera right after the Nick highlight, and I did the entire score panel because, again, you know, they had the, yeah. the full screen of the graphic of the score and the highlight, uh, I mean, in the, uh, the box score, you know, minutia. Um, I think I did that entirely in Marv's voice, like literally start to finish – and Larry was on camera next. And I think he was kind of like, okay. <laughs> Who's, this <laughs> Who's this new guy? Who's this new guy? Why do I have to break him in? <laughs> I'd love to know that exact date. I think it was, if I had to peg it, it was like March 17th or March 20th or something like that of 1996. We so had, it was we about call five in weeks. on March 16th one year. So, so that might have been it. Probably, maybe that maybe was it was the anniversary. Yeah. Did we really have Larry call we in did, on the anniversary? We did. I was looking it up. It, he called in on March 16th, 2016. So it might have been. So yeah. that's, 20 years, that's 20 years. Yeah. <sighs> March. So wait a minute. So it's been 27 years since my first sports center? Yes. Yes. Hold on a second, well, Mark, Chris. Why? It's been 27 years since my first sports center. Yes. <laughs> With authority. Much better. <laughs> no, it would have been if you were doing me. You would have been much better. Much better. The rich. entire thing. Thank you. Yes. Guiding. Can we do this whole hour like this? Oh, I, I mean. Uh, With authority. Hopefully not. No. <laughs> I sound like Jim Rome. Exactly. You kind of I imagine. mean, Rich, that I can do. Smackfest 29. Smack off, <laughs> Rich. Right. Sorry. Oh, okay, let's That's take so a break good. here. Wow, this is a long memory lane. I didn't oh, expect to stroll fun. down. Yeah. Uh, Travis Van Winkle of FUBAR joining us next. Oh, yeah, look at that shot. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I'm mm -hmm. about to be hit with the ugly stick. Next <laughs> on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. We are right here on the Rich Eisen Show with Travis Van Winkle here in our radio audience, Sirius XM, and we're everyone back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm sitting here at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by right on Netflix. Available for streaming. Season two's already been picked up. Netflix right here on Roku. Travis Van Winkle of FUBAR here on the Rich Eisen Show. When you first got a, a call to say, hey, something's up with Arnie and you're part of it or can be part of it, when did that happen for you? Walk me through that moment. I was in Toronto filming uh, a CBS show called Good Sam and my agents had given me some other auditions to go out for. And, uh-huh. and I remember I was like, I, I don't want to go out on these. I want that Arnold show. And I remember them saying, just go out for these other things. We don't know about the Arnold show yet. And I just had this thing in me that's like, God, I just feel like I'm going to get this show. And I got the call and my agents and my manager all started talking like their, their best impression of Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you got the show. Congratulations. It was like, <laughs> I've gotten better at doing the accent. They're not so great at it. Right, um, right, right. But I have this incredible footage of me in a hotel room in Toronto and being, you know, FaceTiming with my agents and manager and. It was a, it's, it's an incredible moment just to know that I was going to get to work with Arnold. I've, mm-hmm. I have respected the man my whole life. I've looked up to him. I've learned from him. I've watched interviews. I've watched all his films. I've idolized his body. And then to be able to actually share space with him, it was, uh, it was intimidating at first to think like, oh, dang. Yeah, I'm right. like, I'm going to go work with this guy? Right. I've known him my whole life. He doesn't even know who I am. And <laughs> there's this weird you know, celebrity thing that happens where like I've known him forever and built up this expectation. Right. And then you just have to normalize it. So when I first met him, I just threw everything at him about what I respected. I went out like of my right way. Like right away? Yep. I met him and I just said, hey, I got to get this out of the way. I said, I respected him for his movies and for his bodybuilding and all these things. And then I felt like I could build a relationship with him. Right. How does he take, how did he take it from you? Like, Easily. He's, he's adored everywhere. So, uh, it was, I think he appreciated it, uh, and but it, that was more for me than for him. It was like for <laughs> me to get that out of the way so I could like even the playing field a little bit. Wouldn't that have been great if he had just reversed it and basically told you about your entire filmography and TV history? And... That would have blown my mind. <laughs> we, we had an Instagram live not too long ago promoting the show. And I said, Arnold, uh, you know, a lot of people asked me if I was nervous to meet you, but were you nervous to meet me? Uh huh. And he's like, uh, he goes, 
He's like, yeah, every time you came in the room, the heat would turn up. But he goes, but, but not because uh, I was intimidated, but because your abs. He's like, I haven't seen my abs in 30 years. He's like, <laughs> he's like you have amazing abs. And, wow. Now that and I was like, Thanks, is Arnold. the highest compliment. Like, Great. This is a very good Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not bad. I've, it, I've, no, I've been able to refine it a well, bit. Well, because you, you, I think you're, you're not totally over the top with it. It does. That sounds very good. Like well, what, what you. nuances have you picked up being around him? What do you got for me? From the accent specifically? Whatever you got. Whatever you want to tell. Um, you must get this a lot because I would tell if, – if I was hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger or working with him, I would get nonstop questions about what the so hell's it like right now. So here's what I know about him. He, he walks around – what I believe is that if you feel respect, you have to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, first of all, I want to share that I have connected with my dad over sports for many years, and you've been a part of that on the NFL Network and – and all, all of your, your work that you've done, Thank you. it's been a connecting point for my father and I. So your work is important. And I haven't and, seen my abs in 30 years either. Well, so I guess that's another thing I'm connected with Arnold. So there's I'll still take that. time. Yes. So, what, what, what I've learned from him is he gives respect everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. He talks about not being self-made. He's like, everyone else has made me. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has made my success possible. And every event that I've been to... Every time he's had to speak publicly, he will go out of his way to make sure everyone in the room feels seen, valued, and heard, and respected. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, his his life. But that's something I've learned, and I I really value that. And the neat thing is, like, when when you see this show, um, and you've seen the entirety of it, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, me and TJ have ripped through this. Right, and I'm I'm in process with three kids ripping through it. There's a true lies feel to this thing. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. This this feels like something that's part of his collection. Yeah. It 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 works. You know what I mean. Well, that was his favorite film. I mean, he he it is. publicly speaks about that often. That that was such a, a great film for him, and it came after Last Action Hero, which didn't do well, and that that didn't sit with him well. You mm-hmm. know, having a movie that he really loved and respected not be received. And so True Lies came after that. And then True Lies put him really back on the map in a big way. And um, I believe he reached out to Netflix and said, I want to do a show like that. And so they just made, made something happen. And, and now so, here it is. And now we're here. See, for me, if I had to choose one, and I know this is, this is not many people would do that, but The Running Man for me mm. is, I don't know, maybe because, again, there's a it's game a show element to it. Richard Dawson's in it as the, as the, the criminal. Jesse... Ventura before he was the mind. Jim yeah. Brown, yeah. right? Jim Brown was in it. Um, I was always Total Recall guy because Total I was recall. younger and, and yeah. the woman had three boobs. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing. <laughs> I was thinking it. I wasn't going to say it. Yeah. I'm glad that you did. I was in high school. Yeah. I'm like, that was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. So out of everything in Total Recall, <laughs> that's the only thing I remember. it's groundbreaking filmmaking. That's what you, that, that's what I guess you're in high school. Well, I was in high school. Yeah. Sharon Stone's in it too. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't the one with she, the three? She, she did not have the three. The no? No. no. But, she just right? Two. Yeah, she's uh, just in it. Okay. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Travis Van Winkle here on the Rich Eisen Show. So when did you, what's your first big break? Like, when did you get your, I was just telling a story about my first big break literally before you walked out here. What about yours? Yeah, I'm still waiting for it. Come on. Um, yeah. Come on. We'll see what, um, no, like when I you first got into this, this business, like, what was it? My first... I would say I got a guest star spot on That's So Raven, and that was a big deal for me because okay. it was the first time that 
it was going to be an episode based around my character and yes. I was going to be the main guest. But a year after that, I got a movie called Accepted mm -hmm. with Justin Long and Jonah Hill and Blake mm -hmm. Lively and mm -hmm. um, Tom Shadiak was a producer on there. And, sure. Um, and the movie was called Accepted. And so for me, you were. I'm like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. It's 2005. I moved here in, uh, to LA in 2003 and jumped yeah. into the business and I thought, wow, I'm, I'm accepted to begin this path. Look at you. And uh, I feel like that was a moment for me. Well, then let's just leave that there because if you're going to continue to extrapolate out that the uh, titles of your shows mean something, FUBAR would probably be a bad one. Yeah, they don't always work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can... Like, because, you know. But, but how about this? Yes. Um, freedom. Okay. Should we do freedom? We can because uh, we can't say the other repair. one. We can't, we can't, uh, we can't uh, use the other one yeah. right here. Okay. Freedom upended beyond all repair. <laughs> Look oh. at you. Wordsmith. You can always justify whatever you need to make it work for yourself okay. to continue the narrative that you want. <laughs> you I like you saying that that way. Um, do you still get residuals from that cell, Raven? Do you get a residual check? Yeah, I think I'm like in the, the cents category. Like I probably get like 50 or 60. Good for you. Yeah, I'm still yeah. like in that. I zone. just got a check from my appearance. I'll call it that. Well, actually, star turn on CSI Miami. Oh, playing wow. a male reporter, oh. I believe that was that one, um, where the check was for three cents, 47 cents fewer than the stamp required to send it to me. It's not bad. Isn't it? It's not bad. See, I'm with you. I was on CSI Miami for an episode. Is I that had, right? I had a mustache, and I don't think I was a good person. You were not? <laughs> yeah. Did, did uh, Caruso come get you? Did he put you behind bars? Are you that? Were you that guy? Or did he, Rex Lynn get you? Who got you in that it was episode? Crew, so yeah, like we had we had some moments. Um, I actually, I mean, it was so long ago, I don't remember. I just remember the mustache, and somehow that signified I was a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Travis Van Winkle here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you're from Georgia. Does that mean your sports teams correlate to that as well? Or they no? used to. I used to be a big UGA fan. You know, I was always a Hawks fan and, Hold you know, Falcons, so you, all that you, stuff. You didn't stick with Georgia? Because, I mean, the last two years would have been great if you'd been, if you're still, you know, with Aga yeah. and the rest of the group. What you happened? You know, I kind of fell off. I feel like I'm, I used to be such a huge sports junkie mm -hmm. and I loved it. And I was so called to watch it and mm -hmm. I was obsessed with it. And, and as the years have gone on, you know, the, the fire isn't just leading me there anymore. I'll have moments where I lock, I'll lock into the NBA playoffs Okay. Or I'll I'll be obsessed with a UFC fighter. Um, Who are you obsessed with right now? UFC. I mean, I want to see John Jones fight Naganu, but I think that they've separated divisions, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so that's not going to happen. But um, I kind of just get into every that's fighter. Good. I I appreciate that sport. It is poetry, man. Those guys those guys have to be multidisciplinary. And if you look at the UFC when it first started. Mm. You would have the different disciplines all fighting each other. There's no weight class, no real time uh, period where they fight. And it was just wild. And now every fighter has to know every discipline. And so it is such a dynamic sport. That's what I've been more interested in okay. recently. But the NBA is another sport that it's just i'm so impressed with okay with these athletes well i mean when you're talking about ufc is it, it, am i not mistaken you're in a roadhouse remake yeah yeah with conor mcgregor is that a true story is he That's, part of this thing yeah he i got to to spend some time with him and, and he is similar to arnold they just have this thing where they're like i'm gonna make 
this movie the best. There's going to be a sequel. It's going to make the most money. Mm -hmm. He just, he's like, I'm going to get back into fighting. I'm going to get the championship. He's always just talking about being the best. Mm. And him and Arnold are buddies, and I see why. And also, if you want to learn how to speak with the Arnold accent, saying Connor is a good gateway. Oh, Con Connor. 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 Wow. It was a Terminator, right? Isn't it? Yeah. John Connor. 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 That's right. Yeah. Connor. That's right. It's all connected. Connor. Oh, yeah. So, I thought that's where you were going with mm -hmm. that one, because he's been, you know, John Connor. Mm -hmm. I just know that that's, it flows off the tongue, and my mom always wants to speak like Arnold, and she's terrible at it. <laughs> um, and so I say, Mom, just say Connor. Just start with Connor. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, because everyone does do the, uh, yeah, 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 the over yeah. the top thing, and it's like, come yeah. on, yeah, you've got this down. But I mean, I'm, I mean, I had to speak with a puppet because you watched the, the series funny. at the yeah. end, yeah. and actually, you <laughs> speak really from funny. with an Arnold puppet. So I was like, I had, I had to work on it. Therapy there session. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I talked about say, like him wanting to like have me impregnate his daughter. Yeah. But mine goes into Christopher Walken if I let it loose. Like I end up going, yeah. So it's be careful. Yeah, there's right? a line. There's a fine line between Schwarzenegger morphing into Walken. Yeah, Walken. Yeah. You can't. You don't want. To, you don't want to go full Walken no, if yeah, you're yeah. trying to be. Um, so have you smoked cigars with Arnold? Have you done that? I have. I have. What's it, What's it like smoking cigars with Arnold Schwarzenegger? You know, I'm not a big cigar guy, but because. Uh, I wanted to just, you know, be cool and hang yeah. out with him more and on set. Yeah. I started smoking cigars and, um, man, I'm terrible at it. Um, I they just like burn your eyeballs and, you know, I feel like I, I went so hard into my first cigar because yeah. I just thought I could and I had yeah. no cigar endurance and I got so sick. <laughs> but I was just like pushing through, just trying to make it because I was hanging out with Arnold. Um, but as the season went on, I got better at it. So yeah. now I'm. I can pace myself. So, you had, so your first time, Arnold, did, did he like your cigar? Did he you did not like my cigar, but he always has a really nice selection. Okay. For so, you, yeah. So did he guide you through it? Did you, did you? I asked him which one was the lighter one. Okay. Yep. All and right. then, you know, I said, give me the little choppy, choppy thing. <laughs> uh, what do I do with that thing? Technical term. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yep. And then. Yes. Yeah. And, so know, then you. I lit the thing choppy, up. Choppy, choppy. Choppy, choppy. And you litty lit. Yeah, litty lit it up. Itself. And then we smoky smoked, yeah. But then you, you had to understand. Did you panic? Like, oh, God. I am feeling violently ill here, and I can't show it, right? I mean, your acting skills will have to take over here Yeah, I definitely Arnold. put on a little bit of a show of like, yeah, everything's cool, everything's great. Um, <laughs> when it started, at first it was, because at first you get a little bit of that, yeah. that cigar buzz where you're like, this is, life is awesome. Like, life is great, and then, and then it took a turn, and then it's like, life wasn't so great, but I had to pretend like life was great, and then, uh, and then eventually I, I just had to put it down, and he's like, pace yourself. Um, oh, he saw it. You'd think you'd see it. Yeah. He did. So I, I'm learning. You know, I'm learning. Okay. I just want to be great at smoking cigars. Season two, you'll be yeah, a by pro. Yeah. <laughs> by season two, you'll be, you know, searching for the predator. It'll be fantastic with that thing just down to the nub, the whole bit. I never thought that I would want to be good at smoking cigars, but that's... <laughs> That's hey, kind man, of a goal. you got to be careful with those things. If you don't smoke them normally, you got to be very careful, certainly around someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, yeah, that's like trying to hit home runs, you know, with Aaron Judge. Like, let me just swing yeah. for the fences right here. And you don't want to just hit yourself in your, you know, in your yeah. in your follow through baby steps. Travis Van Winkle here. Uh, FUBAR available for season two already. Congratulations on all of that. Um, come Thanks. back. Come back anytime you want. Yeah. Say hi to your father for me. I will.
I will. So I, just, you, I just got to take him to the Indy 500 for his 65th birthday. Hey, okay. What was that like? Incredible, because that race race cars. That's his lane. Like his, he loves that stuff. And, okay. Um, for me, I, I was. I thought we were going to NASCAR. Um, and I got them. Like, oh, this isn't. This isn't. Uh, um, my dad loves it, and we got yeah. to go into the pits. We got to ride in in the actual cars around the track. Which and car did you get to ride in? Do you remember? We went 200 miles an hour. So whatever. Um, <laughs> in the Indy cars. We were in the Indy cars. No, I just any like, specific any drivers oh, specific. No. No, they have a, on on the day before the race. They basically just have a whole thing set up where I don't even know who the driver is, but you just. So what did you say, Chris? Was it the two person? Because we've yes. done that with yeah, Mario and Dreddy. So yeah, we, we did the two person yeah. with Mario, yeah. but but we didn't we didn't do it on the in the brickyard. We did it in no, Long Beach. Long Beach, very different. Which is you know a road course where there are things like quick turns <laughs> oh, that yeah. come up very quickly uh-huh. and. I, I rode in that one with Mario Andretti, okay? Wow. After you had ridden in it, right? I had done it years and years before. Right. And then and I finally got, got sick. I got to yeah. do it. And sort of like, you know, you were smoking a cigar yeah. with Arnold. I'm like, when it first got in there, I'm like, this isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I think I got it. And then we got around the first turn, and I'm like, violently ill. Oh, it's man. It's the same thing. Yeah. And I'm kind of like having to stay cool because I know there's a <laughs> GoPro on me, and I don't want to like, get, there it is right there. There I am right there. And um, I'm just trying to stay cool, but I am screaming inside and then just saying to myself, okay, I got to live in the moment. Mario Andretti is driving me around the Long Beach Grand Prix course and I should just enjoy this. And then I'm sitting there thinking, how old is this guy for real? Am I really? Mid 70s. What the hell am I doing? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Uh And is this before the cars? uh, I know they didn't used to have the next. Yeah, Hans, no, this is this is this is with all the, the safety precautions in there yeah yeah gotcha because that was the main thing that i was so happy about was they they like, got you strap your neck and well, where you can't you plus can't we weren't around. going 200 we, we weren't yeah, we were 200 going that, we weren't going you know because this is, again we're, there's no like you know long ass straightaways but you were going up on the on the yeah on the on the wall and it the turns and everything like that wild and right out of the pit they just they they oh, hit yeah. it <laughs> You know, <laughs> it was incredible because they they can't hear you, but they do have the the GoPro. But I I definitely screamed with joy. <laughs> oh joy! Okay. Oh my god! Oh, okay. I've jumped out of planes before. Oh. I mean, I've, oh, I've, I've done look things. At me. So it was. What am I talking about? It was exciting. I just didn't. Fe- the torque was the thing that I did not expect. It was. Uh, it was. But my dad had he had the best time because we got awesome. to meet the drivers. Oh, that's great. We got to be right there on the pit during the race. Like it was. It was a, a moment. That's awesome. Yeah, because I again, I, I wanted to make sure that I was as cool as I could be for Mario Andretti. <laughs> so when it was all over, they handed me the milk. Oh. And I'm like, I'm going to show Mario. Oh, God. Just in case he heard me screaming in the backseat. <laughs> I just, I did it in one swig. Just downed it. Like shotgun. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took my pill first. Okay, no. Like whatever it takes to look cool right now. That's what it was like. Now yeah. they give the guys almond milk or oat milk or whatever you want. You can request your. Can milk you really product. do that? Oh, that, no. was, that was my question. Like, well, if you're lactose intolerant, why? Like, that's going to be <laughs> awful yeah, for a couple of days. <laughs> that would be, by the way, the most groundbreaking Indy 500. The first lactose intolerant winner of the Indy 500. <laughs> the most daring thing that this driver did all day was <laughs> drink, drink the milk, milk without taking. <laughs> drinking the milk.
Dairy. Anaphylactic <laughs> shock. <laughs> in Victory Lane, the first ever. Okay. Uh, but my dad did get to kiss the bricks. Did he really? And uh, that, dude, your dad. What's your dad's name? Chaz. Uh, Chaz. Yeah, Charles, they call him Chaz. Chaz or Chasmo, Van, whatever you want to get. Chasmo Van Winkle. Hey now. My God, what a name. Shout out to Chaz. My dad's name was Joel. You know what I mean? We well, yeah, spice it up. Joel's Mo. Joel's <laughs> uh, at TV Dub on Twitter at Travis Van Winkle on Instagram. Streaming right now on Netflix. First season of Fubar. So second season to come. Go Netflix available right here on Roku. Thanks for coming on. Let's do this more often. Thanks for having me. You got it, Travis Van Winkle, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We will wrap up the show and tell you what's coming up for tomorrow's week wrapper in a moment. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I've got my uh, residuals, and if you don't mind, I'd like to crow about my career Please. through my residual checks <laughs> to you sitting right here. I've got four envelopes. Which uh, one through four you choose? Which one do you think? Well, let's, let's pick number two first. Number two first. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. What's the oldest residual checks that you have? Probably from like Knott's Landing and, and Matlock, stuff like Come that. Come on. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I get them for like 13 cents all the time. Yeah, from Matlock. From Matlock Matt oh, yeah. and Knott's Landing. It's like Landing. one scene or something okay. in the early 80s. Okay. You know? Well, this one is from, let's see, right here. This one is from CSI Miami Caged. Nice. I can't believe This is insane, Billy. This is nuts, Is Chris. this a real one? This is a real one. From Syndication. $153. Wow, nice job. Nice job. This is a record, Billy. Wow. I'm telling you. I you, gotta open these up more in front you, of you. I'm telling you, you can actually afford to send this one in to, to be cash. Sir, usually th there must be a decimal point off. It's usually a dollar fifty-three. <laughs> wow. Oh, I know, right? What's Caruso making if I'm making a hundred fifty three? Exactly. Here we go. Billy Bob Thornton, you're my good luck this charm, man. I got a bad feeling about this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is for CSI Miami Deep Freeze. Oh, Deep Freeze. Okay, the other episode, Caged, was for 153 bucks. Deep Freeze, appropriately named, $3.09, everybody. And how yeah. ironic that your name is Rich. Yes. Knott's <laughs> 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 yeah. Landing, huh? That's well, the yeah, oldest one you got? Uh, yeah, I was like a friendly rancher or something on there. <laughs> I, you know, I had my scene with... Uh with Ted Shackelford. Uh, you, yes, you, that's right. You were officially called a Timberman. The Timberman? <laughs> yeah, you were a Timberman. Oh, yeah, wow. On Matlock, you were a pawn shop clerk. Yeah, pawn shop clerk. I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs>
Man, that was a lot of fun back in the day, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. That was fun with Travis Van Winkle. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to impress somebody and suddenly you're not feeling very well, whether it's drinking or smoking a cigar or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Every day here, Rich. <laughs> I see you wearing your blue shirt, and I just can't keep up. It just reminds me of that one time when I was with my fraternity brothers. Um, you, you can't. Um, uh, my fraternity brothers in Michigan. That's great. And, um, you know, they were, many of them would uh, dip. You know, oh, and, no. um, you know, they were like, how about you? And I'm like, I've never dipped in my entire life, ever. You know, like not French dip, name a dip. I'm pretty much not doing it. <laughs> when you dip, know? you dip, we dip. Exactly, right. So, you know, uh, somebody flipped me a, a tin of Kodiak. And and I'm Ooh. like, really? And they're, you know, so I'm like, okay, it's fraternity brothers. Try they it. don't think I can, you know, so give it a try. Yep. And they, you know, I would see how they would pack it using yeah. their, yeah. you know, hold, hold, the, hold the tin and then use their forefinger, would slap the top to pack it and then oh. open it and, and so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to do chewing tobacco for real? Have I told this story before? I think I, I I've heard this before. Okay. But yeah, I, I so going. I've been, you know, cause it all looks cool. I know. And they, they, they show me how to awesome. pack it. Yeah. And I'm like, so, yeah. so, so grab it here and then slap, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know. I think I had like sort of the flexibility in my <laughs> index finger to, to, to do it, you know? And yeah. so I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm gonna get sick, but I'm gonna if I get at least they know I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna get my oh, yeah right. You, you, know? you know ahead of time the first, you're going to get sick. Yeah, and I'm like okay, you know, but at least my fraternity brothers will respect me for trying. You know, like 100. percent This kid from New York now here in the state of Michigan <laughs> around all these beer drinkers and yep. you know guys with their chaw in their mouth all the time. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, all right, finally, grab the tin, and I try to pack it and I just go like this and the tin opens up and the chaw flies in the air and believe it or not I don't know how the hell this happened some of it landed in my lower eyelid that had to have burned so a complete total want to talk about foobar complete total disaster mm. the room filled with probably a half dozen fraternity brothers like literally on the edge of their couch like can't wait to see what i'm trying like if if this was this day and age phones would have been out oh that would have been everywhere. you know like video would have yeah. been having yeah. you know they hysterical laughing it's my own memory that of what i could see because my right eye was burning oh so that's the sort of thing I think of when I hear Travis Van Winkle talking about yeah, how right. I'm smoking cigars. He's probably inhaling, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah, coughing and Arnold's, you, Arnold's just laughing at him. If you if you're not someone who's used to dip, man, I had the same thing. One summer in Pittsburgh, I worked security at Three River Stadium. So after all the players would leave, you know, we kind of cut through the dugout and there would be, you know, sunflower seeds, bubble gum, dip. So I took some snuff. Went to the bus stop. I'm on Boulevard of the Allies and Wood Street in Pittsburgh waiting on the bus. And I'm trying to look cool, pack it out, clap, 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 put it in. Within 30 seconds, the entire city of Pittsburgh started to spinning. And I cut that bus home. I lived on Mount Washington, man. And I fell face first into the bed 
And I thought the world was going to end. Because that nicotine, if you're, I wasn't a cigarette smoker or anything, that nicotine hits you, bro. Oh, my goodness. Were you in your Foot Locker uniform? No, I was working security okay. for the summer at Three Rivers Stadium. So, no. So, you were you in your security outfit? No, I, I it usually changed out before I left. Oh, so I was wondering. It's like if you're spinning on a bus and somebody's like, man, that ref is losing his mind right now. <laughs> 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 or if you're that security guard, like man, I don't, I don't think that place is too secure. No, because he's to, spinning on the bus. You had to change your security outfit just in case someone you yelled at during the game caught you outside. You didn't want them to know it was you. So. Do you ever smoke cigars, Mike? You must have had a moment in your I life where you just, did. The fact that you said that, yes. Howie Long gave me a really dark Howie. nice cigar I mean. once. I thought I was cool. Avocado room, green room at Fox with him. Oh, with everybody. Wait, they smoke in, they smoke indoors oh, at yeah. Fox in the old days. Oh, we're talking like the 90s. Hey. Yeah. Before, oldest, before I guess that was, on the set. there were ordinances? Terry and them would smoke on the set. Cigars? Yes. In the old, old days. We're going back. How would they do that, though? Because you come back on camera, and then all of a sudden, it looks like that old sports was, reporter yeah, show, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, like yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with Dick Schaap. I got just, you know, Bert Sugar. Bert Sugar. I got so sick. Like, I, I was the TJ, the spinning. Yeah, but if Howie Long's cigar. giving you a cigar, yeah, you are, you're not saying, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know about that, Howie. And I was That's like, kind of like Arnold. Giving I, you I was driving home. He's an action hero. <laughs> Mike, like, Mike is our know? last action hero. I am the last one. There isn't. That's funny. But yeah, yeah I, got, I was sicker than hell. And I had to, like, fake it in front of them. Not like Jimmy Johnson. They're all sitting. I'm like, I got to, like, fake that I'm not, like, going to puke all over the floor. And yeah. And then I had to drive home like that. Could you and I was like smoking on the set. Oh, they if you watch those shows the, yeah. from the seventies, everyone smokes cigarettes everywhere. Like, well, I know. Like, like Jimmy Cronkite the Greek, right? Would do it during the news, right? I know. <laughs> Which is, and you know, we got some cigars sent to us from uh, the Kentucky Derby. That yeah, I know. Good old Tom Person. I know. Tommy sent them to us. I'm afraid to smoke. Them, I can man. smoke them now, though. We can do yeah. it in here, though. Now, right? Right? Yeah. We right Remember that one year? Like, I I couldn't even light a birthday candle in here. Yeah, they wouldn't let us. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a good, this guy has candles every day now. That's true. We are not near any. We so wait, wait a minute. Do we start the show every day with an El Segundo City of El Segundo violation? <laughs> it's possible. Candles are legal. Nobody's checked candle. on that. Nobody's checked on it. <laughs> Well, we have, we have an extinguisher right next to me, so it's fine. Plus, a volunteer fireman from the 80s. I'll yeah, that's true. Mike's in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I don't remember anything. Mike, you're amazing. Wait a minute. <laughs> We're going to get shut down tomorrow, bro. <laughs> volunteer fireman. I was from rich. The I was an EMT the first day. I so, did, did you ever. So you were a EMT and a fireman? Yeah, I did it all. Okay. New Jersey's a small town. Small towns. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, do everything. Was... And the fact that he does audio now instead of any of those jobs has saved lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just going to be thankful he got bullied when he was a kid and let him play sports because otherwise he wouldn't have found his path. Oh my God. Honestly, Mike's career path not only keeps people happy. <laughs> Oh, but he keeps it, it, it saved lives. Did the countless lives did, he has saved oh, by getting out of the out of the emergency services like, industry. You delivered a baby, right? You delivered a baby. Two babies. You delivered two babies? Yes, I have a commendation from one of them. 
The other one, you've got a condemnation. <laughs> so, that's the way it sounds to me. One day. Only one of them, you got a commendation one for. Day. The other one, I condemn you. The cutting of the umbilical cord. The first story is one of the funniest stories, and I have people that can call in and corroborate the story. When I, if you got a minute, can you tell it fast? No, no. This is you a know story him. that's got to take about five minutes. Well, give us the Cliff's notes. It was an experience on the radio for me, trying to tell them what was going on. Oh, my God. And me being 18 and a half years old as a cop, knowing nothing of what's going on other than the fact that Miracle I see baby. blood and uh, oh God. head crowning. What's that baby like, doing right oh now? Oh, my God. I wish we knew. I don't know. I mean, that baby's lie. I mean, Track it a down. seven and a half Track this preview. baby down. That baby's name is Terzo and he lives in <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> With this giant dog. Oh. Okay, Rich. Shout out to Terza. That's right. (laughs) Really funny. Okay, you really tried for that perfect game. (laughs) Really, really funny. You can go home now. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jokic. And that saves lives. (laughs) 